Hi, I'm Avi Melamed. Welcome to my podcast, Inside the Middle East. In today's episode, we'll talk about an interesting ramification of President Trump's decision to withdraw from Syria. That decision boosts a process on the ground that may have long-term strategic impact. In 2011, when events in Syria quickly deteriorated into a war, the Arab world demanded the Syrian president Bashar al-Assad to find a political solution. Assad failed and in fact the situation got worse on the ground. Thus the Arab world retaliated. In late 2011, Syria membership in the Arab League was banned. In 2012, the GCC states announced that they are cutting their diplomatic relationship with Syria. In the years following, as the war in Syria escalated and deteriorated, the death toll was rising, Syria was destructed, anger and criticism in the Arab world on Assad was mounting. The horrifying scenes on a daily basis of Syrian kids, women, civilians, old people, killed and butchered in a merciless bombardments, the sceneries of millions of Syrian refugees, millions of Syrians dislocated inside Syria, the destruction caused to Syrian cities, villages and towns, archaeological sites, Islamic sites, and not less the presence of Iranian forces and Shiite militias in Syria, as well as the growing presence of Turkey and Russia. All of those caused an enormous anger in the Arab world. In the Arab world public opinion, Assad is not legitimate anymore. He must step down. There is a very clear sentiment that was expressed all across the board in the last years. However, in the last couple of months, one can identify a change in the positions of some governments and rulers in the Arab world vis-à-vis Assad's legitimacy. The first signal was given a couple of weeks ago with the reopening of the Syrian-Jordanian border crossing, followed by a visit of a Jordanian parliamentary delegation to Damascus. In the middle of December 2018, the president of Sudan, Omar al-Bashir, went to Damascus. A week after that, the head of the Syrian intelligence services, Ali al-Mamluk, met his Egyptian colleague in Cairo. That was followed by announcement of Bahrain that it is reopening its embassy in Damascus. After that, United Arab Emirates announced it is resuming the diplomatic relationship with Syria. At the very same day, Saudi Arabia announced the nomination of Ibrahim Assaf, former Minister of Treasury, as the new Minister of Foreign Affairs. The nomination of Asaf is very interesting in the context of Syria because he holds the position of the chair of the joint Syrian-Saudi committee. However, as of now, the most significant player, Saudi Arabia, has not yet made the final move to reincorporate Assad. Rather, what the Saudis have been doing in the last couple of days is to send what I call a test balloons. Saudi columnists, writing in different platforms, mostly associated with the Saudi monarchy, are basically echoing the argument, it is time for the Arab world to resume the relationship with Syria. 
To justify that, they are bringing a couple of arguments. The first and the most common one is the argument that Syria has turned into the playground of Turkey and Iran, two major rivalries of the Arab world. And there is a threat to the Arab world and particularly the Arab monarchies, starting with Jordan, the Hashemite kingdom that borders Syria from the south, and of course the Arab Gulf monarchies. Second argument that is being made has to do with the situation of the Syrian people. There are some 6 million Syrian refugees outside of Syria, in Jordan, in Lebanon, in Turkey. Number of Syrian dislocated inside Syria is estimated in millions. Syrian cities, towns, infrastructure severely damaged. The Syrian people are in a dire need for help and support. Thus, the Arab money is very much needed today for the rehabilitation of Syria. They also talk about the commitment and the mutual responsibility of the Arab world. They say the Arab world cannot turn its back to its own brothers, the Syrians. These are all very valid arguments. In fact, they are also dialoguing indirectly with some other aspect that has to be taken into consideration and that is the Arab public opinion. It is very clear that the Saudis, not only them, but particularly the Saudis, are trying today to set the ground or the conditions for the acceptance of the change. And that will not be easy. Because, as I said before, in the Arab public opinion, Assad is a brutal murderer, a dictator that is responsible for the destruction of Syria the demolition of Syria, the killing of hundreds of thousands of Syrians. In the eyes of the Arab world, he must step down. Thus, it's very clear that these all arguments are at some point aimed also to address the expected outcry of Arab public opinion following the resume of relationship with Syria. One of the ways to deal with that is to emphasize, as I said before, the need to support uh, and provide the Syrian with humanitarian aid. But also another argument is that it's not about forgiving Assad, it's rather about helping the Syrians. In that context, it's interesting to see, for example, that Qatar keeps silent. In fact, some commentators and media platforms that are affiliated with Qatar are expressing an indirect criticism on the change of minds and hearts and particularly the Saudis. They are definitely trying to exhaust that opportunity to poke and criticize the Saudis. The Muslim Brotherhood in Syria made a very strong announcement expressing disappointment with the change of hearts in the Arab world, arguing that resuming the relationship with Assad will boost and place to the hand of terror groups, not only in Syria, but elsewhere in the region. However, in that context, it's interesting to note that other branches of the Muslim Brotherhood, as of now, are silent. One way or another, it's very clear that Trump's decision to withdraw the United States forces from Syria accelerate that process of change of hearts and minds in the Arab world vis-à-vis -vis the resuming of relationship with Syria and President Assad. One should look at the upcoming economic summit of the Arab League that is supposed to take place in Beirut, in Lebanon, this month. 
do not exclude the possibility that Syria will be invited to participate in that summit. In that case, that will be, of course, the clear example or manifestation of the willingness of the Arab world to take back Assad. Though, as I said before, there is a strong sentiment of criticism and anger with Assad in the Arab world, one should remember that it is not unprecedented in the Arab world that yesterday's brutal leaders who butcher their people are legitimized the next day. One of the explanations for that is the Arab inner codes. In the Arab inner codes and mindset, a domestic violence or a violence within the family between brothers is not something exceptional. In fact, it is something that sometimes plays a positive role. And it has to be viewed in the context of the inner relationship. There is a famous Arab phrase that says, me and my brother against my cousin, and me and my cousin against our neighbor. Thus, President Trump's decision to withdraw American forces from Syria has actually boosted a process that was already taking place, though in a much more hesitant pace, only a couple of weeks ago. And that may result in a very interesting and significant change on the ground. Why? Because there are no free meals. In return to its willingness to take back Assad, and in return to its willingness to allocate the funds required for the rehabilitation of Syria, the Arab world will demand Assad to re-evaluate and rethink its alliance with the Iranians. Assad will be clearly expected to restrain and to limit, if not to end, the Iranian presence in Syria. The same applies as well as in the context of Turkey. Restriction of the Iranian wall and its proxies in Syria is a good news as far as Israel is concerned, but not only Israel, it's a good news for the region. Restraining and blocking the Iranian attempt to create the land corridor stretching from Iran to Syria, restraining and blocking the Iranian attempt to create a military presence in Syria could restore stability, and that is a good news to the region. Thus, we may look at a process that at the end of the day is, as I said before, a potentially game-changer. I'm Avi Melamed. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit my website, www.avimelamed.com.